0: Hey everyone! Welcome to Ninety Day Fiance. Cray, cray. I'm Kim, and I'm Kyle. And
1: Mary had little lamb, little lamb, little lamb. Mary had little lamb. Flies with the snow.
0: What about itsy bitsy spider? Give it to me. Just some vocal warm ups. Should we do Icky some vocal warm ups?
1: Bicy spider. Uh... <laughs> Libby sounds like she's singing Mary Had a Little Lamb as if she's trying to perform the national anthem at at the motocross rally.
0: I agree. Um, however, if we compare... I was thinking about this in depth, and I'd like to get your opinion. If we uh-huh. compare Libby, her singing, against other singers that we've seen on this show of which i can remember obviously us men although he's i don't know if he even considers himself necessarily a singer he's more of just like he writes he's an I entertainer guess, is he a song he's a performer writer? he's an entertainer yeah and then he's the a king yes like, he, is, he is the king yes and we have Tariq, faraway girl i was trying to think i feel like there's another like proposal song that we got at some point but Libby can't. I, th- I think sing. we're missing
1: ten, ten or eleven.
0: Um, yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be notified. Um, but I was trying to think if we'd ever had another woman on, uh, another female, if you will, on the show in the show's history that has wanted to sing or like be a singer. Like we obviously with the Plath family, um, I would put Libby on par with like Mariah as far as <laughs> <being> ability, probably <laughs> above <laughs> Lydia. You know, I mean.
1: Oh, the bar is low. That's what we have to compare.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, she's not. She's not bad. She has a good voice. It's just like people may um, may argue. It's like she sounds pretty basic, but I mean, she can sing.
1: I think it's terrible, (laughs) but I have a I have have a tin ear. (laughs) Yeah, we need to know what Maddie and Poodle think about this. Because um, they, they actually have someone, something called talent and oh, uh, yeah, can maybe that. pick up yeah. on... Yeah, I know.
0: Do you think one day we'll have talent? <laughs> it's probably not, right? Huh?
1: <laughs> you know, I'm not working on it. <laughs> no, I'm not, me I'm neither. Not, I'm not going to a voice coach. <laughs> no. I'm not, I'm not uh, shaking off the cobwebs.
0: I still maintain that the nursery rhyme thing is an idea. Like, this vocal coach... It's an is idea. Like, well, I've never... I've never heard of anybody mm. doing that before. I'm like, well, doesn't that mean it's a good idea in an untapped market? Like, would you prefer that she had an idea that a million other people had had and, like, go and do the same thing that everybody else has done? Isn't a unique idea a good one?
1: I think that she was more uh, distressed by the concept of filming them and then posting them on social media it's it's not necessarily the the genre of music that libby thinks that she's going to go out there and sing. it's more it's more how she's going to market it she's seen a million times she she said i haven't seen anyone do that but there's a million kids videos and it's a super saturated market that you're trying to break into but yeah, youtube but libby specifically has an right?
0: audience yeah I'm does just saying she, she has a following. She has does I don't know how many Instagram followers does she have. But how I'm many of those Instagram TikTok followers are teams, like but...
1: how many of those Instagram followers are like, I have a three month old and you know what I want to put on YouTube for my child? Libby. I just I just don't see it. I don't I don't think she has any built in mean... fan base at all.
0: I think she has a lot more built-in fan base than we may think because we're not fans, and I think most listeners of this podcast are not fans of Family Livy at all. But I mean, she has more of a fan base than a lot of other people who are putting out kids' videos on YouTube.
1: Okay, if but she gets, I don't, know, uh, if she, to, I don't
0: even follow her on Instagram, so I can't even find her Instagram. This is very if sad. one of
1: her YouTube nursery rom videos gets. A million views. We have to, I have to. I'll tattoo Libby's OnlyFans pose on my ass.
0: She has uh, 826,000 followers on Instagram. So I mean, bring
1: it's just, it
0: 800,000, yeah. 826,000. So Jesus. yeah, and Andre has an additional 345,000. How does Andre like have a,
1: less than Libby? I don't understand. <laughs> I this. Don't, is, I don't understand this country. This isn't, even in,
0: <laughs> this isn't even including all of their social media outlets, like OnlyFans and like, who knows yeah. about TikTok and, you know, I'm just saying I, they it, have more reach than the average person who's trying to start out on YouTube. I
1: and mean, literally every human being on Instagram in Moldova must follow Andre. So... There's, he's got like five hundred <laughs> Americans that follow him. It's crazy,
0: <laughs> um, Kyle. But let's—I mean, putting Libby and Andre aside for a minute, I do have a plan for you. So, I think that you should—is go is it, is it about a singing s-
1: singing Eminem songs on YouTube?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but that is another wonderful idea. As as it is, yes. I think that that's this is a better idea what I'm about to pitch, okay. but that is a close second. I think that you should find a second wife,
1: okay, um, and no, I'm have no, I'm with a couple so kids far. with yeah. her, couple in a foreign just, just country, a couple, like in a different country. Yeah. Well, right, maybe right. if you
0: have twins and then triplets, and then you take a third, fourth, fifth wife, uh, or maybe then just I can four, have maybe ten. just four, but then yeah, but it's okay. You'll have enough love because you only have to love your first wife. The others, they're so just easy. baby factories. Yeah. You don't even need to respect them. The respect Not goes to the first wife. No love for the second, third, fourth, fifth. None. Nah. No. Nah.
1: The first wife holds their Fail hands proof. while while I'm getting them ready for twins, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. The fir- your first wife never even has to meet them or see them no. or know that they exist nor the offspring. You know, we just you just keep them separate. It'll be fine. It's a fail-proof plan.
1: I've got red capes <laughs> already ready to go. Let's do this.
0: <laughs> I the Usman trolling of Kimberly in this episode was so freaking funny. I watched that scene like 3 times and I died. Like I loved it. When When he's like, well, no, I have to spread my love equally, but you'll get all the respect. And she says, I don't care about that.
1: I don't don't care care about about respect. (laughs) Give me a fucking break.
0: That's
1: (laughs) what this has been about since the beginning.
0: (laughs) I was like, I feel like Uh, all we talk about is respect and disrespect. That's it. The R word and the D word are like the basis of every fight. She's standing twenty this? feet
1: away, screaming about how he disrespected her, and then she doesn't care about I, respect.
0: I don't what care are you about talking respect.
1: about?
0: <laughs> His math. Well, Usman was like doing the math, like trolling her. It reminded me on was it Messica? that was like, "When I'm forty three, you'll be thirty four, yeah. and when I'm seventy nine, you'll be." 42 because he was like the second third and fourth wife okay no i have a fifth i'll get four more wives the first one will have twins the second one i'll have triplets oh no wait the third one will have triplets and then within like 16 to 18 months if i travel four times during a 16 month period i'll have like 11 kids and i was like what
1: where he did just having changing the numbers 10 children come from it the, the i mean obviously the answer is because he's trolling the shit out of her i mean you can see they're trying really hard not to laugh especially usman he's oh trying God. so hard not to crack up when he's doing this rant oh, so about hard. having 50 kids
0: it is so funny because i feel like usman knows what he has to do to stay on the show and this is probably a big revenue source for him and so he's like yeah i'm gonna like fuck around kimberly Kind of knows that he's trolling, and it pisses her off. Though that's what I gathered from that whole
1: Disrespect. situation. But yeah, <laughs> he he knows that he has to trigger her to the point of assaulting him to keep on oh the high God. class show, Ninety Day Fiance.
0: I was like, was that a glass of milk? Who's drinking a glass of milk God. at like 10 p.m.? And that was, she said later, it was a milkshake. I was appalled. That has to be so disgusting and sticky. That's
1: nasty. Question. But also, why are you drinking a milkshake at 10 p.m.? <laughs> I'm not not trying Another, to victim blame yeah. here.
0: <laughs> no, I mean it does sound tasty, but question: Would you rather? If you had to choose something to be thrown in your face, would you rather it be a glass of wine, a la Binium Sisters to Ari, or milkshake, as in this episode?
1: Probably a milkshake, even though it's disgusting. I I agree. I don't need alcohol in my eyes.
0: Yeah, that just still seems like the most painful thing that we've seen thrown on the show. Yeah. I thought I knew my grandpa pretty well I talked to him a lot when I was little and he passed away when I was younger but one day I remember when I was a kid I was chatting with him and I heard a story that I had never heard before and I really wish that I could remember it now that I'm older and that really got me wondering about all the other stories I never knew that's why I got my family story worth as a gift StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones connect through sharing stories and memories and preserves them for years to come. Every week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question of your choice from a vast pool of possible options. Each unique prompt asks questions you've never thought of, like, What is one of your fondest childhood memories? Or, What's the best advice you've ever received? I really like the prompts that ask my dad questions about what he was up to in his teenage years and his 20s because I just think they're really eye opening. Um, and after one year, Storyworth compiles all of these questions and stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that the whole family can share for generations. Um, This is a really great gift, especially for somebody that's really difficult to buy for. And I know the holiday season is coming up. The book is really beautiful and it's just something very unique that you can't really buy anywhere else. Get to know your loved ones better and preserve those special moments forever with StoryWorth. Right now, for a limited time, you can save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash cray. That's s t o r y w o r t dot com slash cray. C-R-A-Y, C-R-A-Y, to save $10 on your first purchase. StoryWorth.com dot com slash cray cray. Who do you want to start with, Libby and Andre?
1: We have to. These vocal warm ups are so embarrassing to watch. Even if it's even if it's a part of the process, and she was an incredible singer, just the way that they shot this was so funny. Like they're using they're they're using Libby Libby's warm up as the intro music. The, <laughs> Massive production trolling, so great. Um, I'm still I, they're they're by far to me the funniest people on H.E.A. Still, it's so great.
0: I think so too, but Usman really took the cake this that, episode. Yeah, just that's, his that's trolling. Pretty,
1: he's pretty amazing. Yeah,
0: and Kimberly is so unintentionally funny because she her takes are so bad. <laughs> just, but yeah, so. Moldovan father-in-law's back. He is the too sweetest good man. for this yeah. show. Way too good. Very, yeah. very nice person. Um, yeah. And, you know, Libby, she does the things that we always tell people to do, which is she actually makes an effort to learn the language of this family member that's coming over who doesn't speak any English. She's even trying to teach Ellie some Romanian. It's great. Um hate hate having to give props to Family Libby in any way so it's annoying but it's the right thing to do.
1: Her going to the vocal coach was a 8 minute long scene designed to make fun of Libby. And oh, I enjoyed it. So funny. I enjoyed it Same. a lot. The way that they cut the lady reacting when she gives her nursery rhyme pitch She's just slack-jawed. I have no idea if that was her actual reaction to Libby saying that. They do this all the time where they, they make it seem like someone is just shocked into speechlessness. But it could have just been <laughs> her just listening to, to Libby talk. But it was great. And her, her reaction was, well, um, haven't seen that before. But I see a lot of kids' videos. So you... You little rusty, little pitch, little pitch, pro- and then she says it's a unique voice, and I think that all of that means put together, especially the speech about what a career and this would actually be like. I don't think you give someone that speech if you actually think they're going to be successful. What do you think?
0: Yeah, it was um the vocal coach definitely. I don't know if she was in or had a briefing with production to kind of guide her with how to react. But it was pretty funny and you know, like I've said before, I just I do feel her reaction it was great as a viewer, but it's a little unfair. I mean, I I feel like this is I still go by this is a good idea. The nursery rhyme thing is it's the best idea that Libby can have if she truly wants to do something with singing she shouldn't she can't be a pop star she's not going to be successful she's already tried to be in movies um you know she's she's tried to go why the acting not, route we know she why not
1: combine singing and only fans <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't you wouldn't you idea. want to see libby uh with the christmas tree and the santa hat and her boo hole and then you get a little nursery rhyme in there. I think I think there's gonna be Kyle. there's gonna be men there's gonna be men that are into that.
0: You I mean I thought her idea was a slam dunk, but that is like wow, what a fantastic idea. You should do this for a living.
1: More free free cray cray advice career advice for cast
0: members. <laughs> So, yeah, Libby said that she had like had a vocal coach when she was 15 and she was working part-time jobs to pay for it because nobody in her family ever supported her because she's the only person in her family that sang.
1: I did I did feel bad for her when she was saying that growing up. Um, of course, fucking Becky and Jen ridiculed her singing. And just made her feel like shit yeah it's it's one thing to do jealous. that when you're when you're it's one thing to do that on a podcast when someone is like in their thirties and have no talent and it's but it, it like making fun of a kid and it's just I mean that's what siblings do I guess but it does not shock me one bit that Jen and Becky shit on Libby anytime that she tried probably anything uh not just singing.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I don't feel that bad for her, but <laughs> <I> still, uh, <laughs> it's hard for me to like really feel bad for her, but she, yeah, she said she was a, a joke. I I have a hard time believing her dad didn't support her. It just seems like Chuck is going to support his baby girl in doing anything and everything um that she ever wanted to do. I I'm surprised in general we haven't gotten more Chuck this season.
1: It sounds like he did support her. I mean, she had a vocal coach when she was a kid. That's support. She
0: said she paid for it, working part-time Oh, she did? And all of her money went to, yeah.
1: God, never mind. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I totally agree. It sounds like like something Chuck would pay for.
0: Yeah, like if Becky wanted to do tap dancing, you know Chuck's paying for like a private tutor for that shit. He like, his whole identity is being a family man and supporting all his kids and doing whatever they want. I found it strange. Um, so the what else do we have uh, with the vocal coach?
1: I I think that's kind of it. I, she gives us this, this speech that she gives about how hard it is to break into singing. Man, that's, to me, that's saying you're never going to be actually any good at this, but I want to make some money off of you. So keep ca- coming back for more sessions and we'll see what happens.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, again, like, I know I kind of ranted about this in the beginning, but who was it? I thought the vocal coach is there to just, the vocal coach is there to help you with your singing, not with your business idea. So she doesn't need help. She doesn't need your help with making the nursery rhyme videos. She just needs your help in getting her vocals up to snuff. I (laughs) it's just i think that she's being charitable i think she's
1: trying to she's trying to uh, like help her not waste her life
0: (laughs) i know i know um moldovan father-in-law also shows up this episode and he is just such a delightful man um he's much calmer than andre libby explains and he hopes she hopes that this pal has personality rubs off on andre don't we all
1: it was super cute the way that dad was just kind of you know he his son's an immigrant and he comes to visit him and you know they they at least are putting off the veneer of success i mean look they own a home they have a kid they have nice cars uh, they may have relied on Chak for pretty much all of that, but uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. he's he's he, they're they're they seem to be living a comfortable life, and it was cute to see his dad all proud of him. It was less cute when they start dumping all of the family problems on him immediately. Although I really did enjoy the way that Andre described Charlie. You remember when Charlie got drunk as pig and tried to ruin the wedding? <laughs> drunk as a pig. Love it. That's a great Andreism. It's compli- drunk as pig.
0: It's complicated when you love someone, but they can't let alcohol go, says Father Andre. <laughs> he's just so... I know. He's just like has, has all these adages and it, he's very he doesn't take sides. He's just very neutral. And I love everything that he says. He's just a very compassionate.
1: (laughs) I know he's, he's such a compassionate and kind person because his response isn't to, you know, what I would do and what Andre is doing, which is just cut someone off. Um, especially if you already hate them. Uh, but, his response is, you know, the community needs to come together to help. I'm like, what a sweet man. That's oh,
0: so sweet.
1: Yeah. I wrote that down wouldn't too. Do he that. Says, In a community.
0: <laughs> yeah. Says, In a community when someone needs help, it's best to work together to solve the problem. I'm like, wow, wow, where do I find this community? This sounds amazing. Like let's. <laughs> yes, that would be the ideal solution. But
1: I guess. Um fuck Charlie. Yeah.
0: well i was a little bit impressed with libby's romanian i mean she does say some full sentences she claims to understand when they're talking i'm not sure i believe her but i i like the effort just say that
1: yeah high effort uh then we get another scene with uh a little bit of singing or Andre and Libby b- bickering and, man, I, sometimes I don't like songs she sing. Like Eminem. When he said Eminem, I fucking lost my shit. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you fucking imagine how much, how how, how great it would be if a, a YouTube video of Libby singing Eminem leaked somewhere? That would be the best thing that's ever happened. Like what if Becky oh just God. stealth filmed her singing Eminem song, put it on YouTube. What
0: Eminem? What Eminem song would it be?
1: Oh, uh, I, don't, I don't. I haven't listened to Eminem like, for a long really time. Sing? But uh...
0: yeah, <laughs> I just I would pay money for this. I think <laughs> this is the only fans content we want. libby singing eminem
1: (laughs) so bad so i i I just want to say for the record of all of the people that we are covering this season pam is far and away the worst human being on this show that we're talking about oh my god and Angela excluded i fucking hate this lady gosh she drives me nuts like it, Her takes it are really so bad. I it's awful, and it really illuminates why Becky and Jen, in particular, are such terrible human beings because this is their mom.
0: Yeah, she. First of all, why is she so obsessed with this birthday party? Is this like a 40th birthday party or a 50th birthday party?
1: It's my birthday party. Why don't you want to to my birthday? I want everyone at my birthday, no matter what the consequences at all.
0: (laughs) It's so odd. I just, I can't really make sense of it. And I just have never met an adult human that is this obsessed with their birthday. Outside of that one woman in love after lockup, remember she said she had a whole birthday month and forced all of her friends to wear matching clothing and go to like Tampa for a week Uh for her birthday week? I would not be friends with this type of person. It's just too much. But Pam, I feel like, might be at that level. This is a lot.
1: She's terrible. Her her, Her entire spiel here is that you should... Basically tolerate any toxic and terrible behavior at all. And um, just because I want you to come to my birthday party. I think Andre had a very insightful and extremely uh, when he said this is really about her projecting an image of someone that has this happy little picket white picket fence family. And that's what matters mm-hmm. to her because she's obviously not going to just have family there. She's going to have other friends and maybe colleagues. And if they see that some of her family didn't come to her birthday party, it's an embarrassing thing for her. It's not about Charlie's health in any way. It's not, it's not even really about Andre and Libby even coming. It's just a projection of, of wealth and success that she wants to put out to other people. She doesn't actually fucking care about anyone.
0: You want to talk Jenny and Submit? me, I can't find anything. I'm it's
1: honeymoon time. Let's have romance.
0: Do you know how you know the Jenny and Submit segment is starting, Kyle?
1: Ting 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 ting. Oh, we're in India. Oh, why is didgeridoo music? It sounded like a didgeridoo.
0: It, uh, we probably just offended everyone. Captioning on, <clears throat> if you have the closed it, captions on, it says Indian music playing, in, and I'm like, India? Why? Is it Indian have- music? <laughs> it's great. <laughs> God, so
1: I didn't even know um, Submit had a car.
0: Okay, so many questions. First off, I was like screaming, like, why are they back in this old apartment? Why didn't they? Of course, they didn't know the rules of the visa that of they had so. to yeah. have a consistent <laughs> address. How did they have this brand <sighs> new car? And then also, there's no way Submit booked this place on his own the Aloha Resort at no Rik- way. Uh, What's it called? Um,
1: Rishikesh.
0: Rishikesh. I looked this place up on the internet. I spent way too long looking at the Aloha Resort in Rishikesh. This place looks fucking awesome. Like literally gorgeous. It's the most basic room in the higher season, which I'm assuming when they went, like February to April, is $150. And it goes up to about $300, which in India is like, that's a ton of money. That's a lot. That's a huge amount. Right. So maybe they didn't go during high season and they got a deal, but this place is fancy. It has. A really incredible spa, incredible outdoor areas overlooking the river. It's very central location. It's gorgeous. There's no way Summit booked this on his own, right? Like, production did this, right?
1: 300 a night <laughs> just... is 5% of Jenny's total net worth. <laughs>
0: Stop. I don't think she still has 6,000 in the bank,
1: Kyle. No. So, probably more like 50%. Um, <laughs> I, it occurred to me also as I was thinking about he has a car uh it occurred to me like have they have we ever seen them leave the city in no, the three no. years we've that they've been on TV this is kind of a remarkable life event for them
0: it's like yeah the incredible journey I um i actually google mapped as well from delhi to rishikesh is about five to six hours that's what google Maps says i have no idea what like the traffic situation right? what's yeah. what side of the city they're coming from construction like just things that i don't know about so it could have but that that's what google maps said rishikesh looks freaking awesome though like I watched videos of people biking and rafting there. The rafting is no joke. Like some, I, I would not raft there. It looked intense. There were some <laughs> do intense you think that, rapids.
1: Do you think that he was what trolling people? when he was rattling off all the list of of physical activities that he wanted to do with Jenny?
0: Cliff jumping, bungee, river rafting, zip lining, camping, shouldn't have married hiking. an oldie. She's like, I want to sit by the river and relax. <laughs> like, oh man. Um did you know that the Beatles Ashram is in Rishikesh? It's like a very famous area no. for ashrams and stuff. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So, it's it's been like a big like meditation center since the 60s. Um looks awesome. I'd love to go. I was I'm actually for the not for the first time, but Maybe for the first time this season, I was very jealous of a trip that um, somebody was making. Um, Look nice. Uh, I would never let submit plan a trip for me. I just want to point that out. I have no like real evidence, like hard objective evidence for why, since we've never seen him plan a trip before. Uh, but it seems like a bad idea. What are your thoughts? It,
1: it just feels yeah, it feels wrong to have someone that represented themselves as michael jones kind of plan anything really about <laughs> your life in any way i uh what i did not enjoy was when the porn music started and we oh. had we had a uh, proto only fans uh sh- photo shoot in this lovely hotel room i did not enjoy that part of the episode um
0: no that was bad yeah. um Yeah. That that wasn't fair to us as the viewer. I was very upset, especially when the rose was placed in the mouth and like the little like
1: (laughs) Be romantic.
0: It's honeymoon time.
1: Let's take pictures on the bed before we mess it up.
0: (laughs) I was also like, dude, before you start having a serious conversation about working. Could you get in the tub that has like full of like perfect temperature water like that's the first thing that you should do, not For whatever me, you're doing come now. here in the bathtub <laughs> so let's talk about the oh sorry, I have so many notes about the photo shoot, and <laughs> just. And the drive where she like they almost died going around that roundabout, and Jenny goes, "Ah!" Like, what happened? <laughs> I thought there was like a water buffalo in the fucking street or something, and it was just another car. Um,
1: Sumi, take pictures of me on the bed. Sumi, <laughs> do you like this pose, Sumi?
0: also got the hotel concierge to be like, when I saw the guest, I was shocked at the age difference. I mean, if it were me, my family would not accept this relationship. I'm like, me we not are accept very this.
1: Aware. Yeah. We are no every, are everyone that they are
0: not accepted.
1: Everyone everyone, uh, everyone knows. Was... <laughs> yeah. So um, the the then they get into this discussion that is it is so infuriating to me to watch this i'm sure you were screaming at your tv over this work conversation what are your thoughts i'm this, like
0: f- first oh off god, i dude. thought submit was working part-time with this friend already with the
1: a. marketing
0: <laughs> he's business he's not been working this we're, whole time a oh my god how do they have money jenny mentions jenny's like well we have my social security and i'm like first of all how much even is that because you retired early? Secondly, what is Sumit supposed to do for the 30 plus years he's alive after you're Sit not? Sit around.
1: Sit around. Do nothing. Like, Sit next to the river. What?
0: How? He will be destitute. Where? He needs to build up a nest egg. There's, as we talked about with Smith's parents, there's not like that he has Indian social security or even if there were that he's paying into it because he's been unemployed for the last four years so he can be available whenever Jenny wants him to be. But like, what is he supposed to live on once Jenny is gone? There's like no safety net for him. And the fact that she doesn't even consider this, is just makes her, it just shows her selfishness.
1: He's going to leave me home alone all the time. Why is he talking about this on my honeymoon? There is Look. a non-zero chance that Sumit <laughs> lives, that Sumit might be around on this planet longer than Jenny. I think we can all yeah. acknowledge and admit that. And so you're exactly right. So let's say that, it, let's say that, Jenny even has 25 good years left. So now Sumi is 55 years old, single, and he has no money whatsoever. And uh, I don't, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but if they're still living in India, I don't think that the United States government is going to be sending like death, like spousal death benefits, social security checks to submit. Okay. I don't think that's going to happen. So he's going to have nothing, absolutely nothing at all, unless he okay. finds another oldie or some even older. I I, I don't know. It makes it so stupid. You're my husband. I need you here. I sacrificed a lot to come here to India and I want to relax and enjoy my life with my husband. <laughs> don't mar- don't marry someone 30 years younger than you then. So you just... If you were fucking rich, okay, fine. Like, have your toy boy uh, that just sits around the house all day. But give me a fucking break. What are they? I just, I can't imagine living. It it can't be more than 700 bucks a month that she's getting. It can't
0: be. Also, now, he also has no family to fall back on. And no friends. So, Jenny is all that he has in life. She has no wealth to pass down to him. (laughs) And he has no job, no skills. Like she's just setting him up for just failure. It's, it's really terrifying. And I'm sure that like most of the people listening, um, if you are married or have a long-term partner, like do you, I love going on vacation and spending 24 seven with my family. But I don't necessarily want to spend 24 7 with my family 365 days a year. But maybe that's just me. I don't know. But it's nice to go and do other things and come
1: back and
0: discuss it with your partner.
1: We all learned what this was like in the last three years. And. I it it, it is the fact it, I that guess, she's
0: horrified that he might be gone during the day for a few hours. I'm like, what are you? I they're never apart.
1: She has to find her own friends and hobbies, and I, I recognize that's going to be a lot tougher in India. But that's the choice that she made. Um, if if yeah. anyone in any of these stories is trying to isolate someone, it's Jenny. <laughs> Trying to isolate everyone oh, away from Submit's life.
0: Yeah, it's really scary, actually, and I really hope that he does do this food business with his friend. It sounds like he—I didn't know that he was doing a food business before. He's like, "Yeah, I want to get back no into the food idea. business." I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, Michael Jones! I thought you worked in a call center."
1: I—I I thought he was doing some kind of graphic design for five minutes. Also, I have no idea. <laughs>
0: But I just don't understand the mentality of I expect my partner or spouse to be around every waking hour of every day. And they're never allowed to do anything without me, include go earn a living so that they might be able to sustain their own life after I'm gone.
1: And by the way, it's we just, currently have no money as well.
0: Yeah, I apparently Jenny seems to think they're just fine between her social security and the money from the show, maybe that's plenty for them (sighs) to live on in India. It's the Matt Sharp
1: money. Matt Sharp got to get out of the picture before their life will actually start moving forward.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, this is also like so short sighted because being on reality TV, it doesn't last forever, right? This is not residual income. This is unless you're
1: Andre. Yeah
0: yes then then you're set for basically the next 17 seasons but for jenny and submit i mean they have been on this is what their fourth season they maybe i'm surprised they're back already but they can there cannot be many more years of this so i don't know if they're stashing this money away or they're spending it on extended stays at spas or ashrams and rishikesh but um I, you know i It's got to at least double her social security check. So I feel like they're getting used to that, you know?
1: The only way that they get back on the show is if Mother Submit comes back and, and into the picture somehow and doesn't disown him permanently.
0: Yeah. I agree. I, I just think after this season, there's nothing more to tell unless something big happens. The ex-wife comes back. They get Mother submit to maybe not disown him. But submit says that his number one priority is to, uh, this may have been in the next time on, is to win back his parents' love. So, oof. I mean, I don't know. I'm not like I feel like Mother <laughs> mother submits got a whole other son with in what she deems the perfect family like the wife they now have a kid i think if i remember correctly she's kind of got the things that she wants out of the other child and she seems like somebody that can really hold a grudge so i'm feeling like she is not gonna move past this is my prediction
1: one out of two ain't bad you know come on (laughs) I mean that's the reason why we, my wife and I didn't want to have another kid. What if the second one's an asshole?
0: I know. First,
1: first one's first one's good. First one's great. You know we don't need I we don't know. need another one screwing this up.
0: It is a risk. It's a risk. Um, anything else about Jenny and Samet? Mm-hmm. What
1: if our second child married an oldie, Kim? What then?
0: <laughs> we can't risk this. Cannot, Cannot risk, risk this.
1: Get the snip. <clears throat> uh, yeah, let's talk Kimbali.
0: Oh, wow. Um, I just, oh. this, I can't take this seriously, by the way. So, disclaimer I know Kimberly is acting poorly. This is bad behavior, but I laughed so fucking hard. I thought this was so absurd and so ridiculous. I have never laughed so hard at Usman's trolling. And bringing in a friend to, like, validate everything that he's saying in his trolling just sent me over the edge. I mean, first wife gets all the love, second wife baby factory, <laughs> just hysterical. <laughs> That's what you told me before. Second wife gets no love, just makes babies. Leave her in a closet somewhere in Nigeria. Send the kids to to America, apparently. <laughs> what?
1: and then his friend the first thing that he has the first thing that his friend says to Kimberly is you don't have to be afraid <laughs> just like and, and so he's, he leads with that and by the end they're talking about ten children, four additional wives, women that just fire out babies and by the way I'm going to have to love everyone the same and but Kimberly's not supposed to be afraid of this scenario <laughs>
0: By the way, Kyle, I just like I just want to point out: doesn't having a second or third or fourth wife necessitate having a first wife to start? Are like are <sighs> we talking about BGL, or are we like assuming that this is Kimberly as the first wife?
1: I I think we are assuming that Kimberly is wife number one. Because currently,
0: just to clarify, zero wives. There's right now. Z- no zero.
1: You're, no, you're correct. This reminds me of Seeking Sister Wife, where <laughs> Half of the people on the show have been Polly for 10 years, but have literally never experienced Polly because they can't find anyone to go along with yeah. this foolishness.
0: Oh, yeah. They're building houses for three, four wives, still yeah. only at 0.5 yeah. wives because they got divorced yeah. from the first wife in order to bring the second wife over. But then she ghosted them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a yep, great yep. show. If so, you haven't watched
0: it zero wives uh
1: yeah. they they think that kim Bali's ideas about not meeting the second wife are hilarious in how stupid they are which it, it is and you know maybe his friend says you know yeah sure fire out a bunch of kids and then bring everyone to the united states everyone's gonna be closer he'll love each other like friends and i'll be the elder He's like trying to literally pitch her <laughs> on the Maryfields lifestyle. I'll be the elder. You'll love each other. Yeah, you ever seen that show seeking sister wife? I mean, Danielle and Bert seem pretty close. It'll be like that. The trolling. <laughs> the trolling is fucking incredible. And look, it, this is one of those scenes where I just I feel like it has to be production telling him to just fuck with her so hard and she's the only one that's not in on it and so i I will state for the record throwing that milkshake was disgusting very bad i mean that it's assault it's assault and she should not have done it and it, it wasn't it wasn't funny to me like the aftermath was kind of funny how he was cleaning it up for like 45 minutes it was probably revolting smelling very like quickly afterward. Like
0: apart a napkin.
1: <laughs> oh my, it's so dumb. But the fact that she's done this before and it's just kind of uh, that's the thing about HEA. You see just kind of repeated behavior and I don't know it's it, it. I didn't laugh at the drink throw because we've seen it probably 40 times on previews and it is an assault. She shouldn't do it. It's, it's just awful behavior and it it just never solves anything. She, she says that she's doing it to, he disrespected me. Uh, by the way, I don't care about being respected.
0: But yeah. He disrespected me.
1: So I have to show him disrespect and, re- like, okay, yeah. Tit for tat disrespect. That's You haven't learned by now that that's a bad way to run a relationship, Kimberly. Come on.
0: It just, the throwing of whatever beverage is in front of oneself is such a night. It's like 1990s slapstick comedy. And they use it all the time in this show. Like we see it all the time.
1: It's and a it's just 80s like, movie it isn't funny to me trope. either. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's old. It's like, okay, let's let's do something more original. I would have never, never come to Nigeria,
1: Earthman. I would have given it
0: Yes, you would have. He's already, like, basically cheated on you with Zara. He's not listening to my concerns.
1: Back. This isn't what he told me in the past.
0: Fuck him. Fuck him.
1: <laughs> I disrespect him right now.
0: Oh, this was just, I, again, the going on and on about that. Okay, no, no, stay with me. Stay with me. Oh, hold on! If Listen I to three this. Wives, here's here's the idea. The first wife. Okay. Yeah. The second wife has twins, and then right. the third wife immediately following him. And then, and then the fourth wife, fifth wife. Oh what, no! Three four more wives. Okay. Yeah, three what? And then within like two years, I have ten kids. I was like, whoa, whoa! Can we go back through the math there? Because I was totally lost. What?
1: What yeah. in the Handmaid's Tale is this shit? What are you talking about? <laughs>
0: Maybe Kimberly will be there as he's impregnating the other wife. No, she's totally going to be tale.
1: sitting sitting next to her, like holding her hand.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, because then, Kyle, they're going to just ship. We'll, we'll just pluck maybe two, three of these kids and yeah. send them over to Kimberly in San yeah, Diego totally. so that United, she, she can the, bond. Know,
1: the United States government totally is down with this plan. It happens all the time, <laughs> really.
0: We totally support polygamy in this country. Oh legally. yeah. Just especially
1: kidding. like second wife, uh 10 kids? Sure, bring them all over. We got a we got a yeah. particular visa just for this situation. We use it all the time. No problem.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just the when she when Kimberly just asks the friend like, okay, so you you have your first wife, but she's, like, the important one, right? And then, like, the second <laughs> one, you just impregnate to have babies, right? Like, you don't give a shit about her. She, like, lives in the shed, basically, right? <laughs> she's like, no, I treat my wives equally. There's this thing about, like, equality and treating them equally. And she's like, oh, no, that's not what he told me. That is not the pitch I got about the second wife thing. Second wife has to be completely invisible except when he is inside her getting her pregnant. That's all she's there for. That's it. I'm like, what in the misogyny is this? Like,
1: she you? literally is like, if you like getting this from Bali's perspective is funny. And it hasn't really struck me how fucking dark this is until this episode because she's she's she really really thinks that her future husband should just have like a fucking Mad Max and Morton Joe baby making slave just living in the in the closet. It's it's crazy. To take, yeah.
0: To take a quote from Game of Thrones, she is basically looking for a brood mare. And it's right. just it's horrifying. And this woman is to be kept in Nigeria. She never wants to see her or know of her existence.
1: Or the kids. Fuck those fuck them kids. <laughs> Send money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh yeah, it's just this. Why is, can't we mold I mean, look, this to I,
1: my lifestyle too? This is my lifestyle. In America, we lock people in sheds and get them pregnant. <laughs> Jesus.
0: I mean, just search it's funny the news for never, for East
1: Texas. Okay, it happens all the time.
0: God, this is never going to happen, and that's no. why it's. Such no. a ridiculous joke, but the fact that Kimberly seems to really believe that this is okay is concerning. I mean, uh,
1: a little bit, Whoa. yeah. <laughs> uh, and, oh, and then, geez. you know, it's, um, I think it might be, I mean, this is just a hunch. I feel like it might be just a, a little bit of a red flag that you get blamed for your own abuse. What, how do you feel about that? She basically <laughs> blames him for for uh, her throwing things at him. That doesn't seem like it's. Mm, I just mm, there's something about that that just doesn't seem good.
0: Kyle, she was so upset by the thought of a hypothetical second wife being loved as much as her. She had to throw it. She had no choice.
1: You think she I like no acting She's like disrespected. this? Disrespected. You think I'd like this? You made me do this. Jesus.
0: When she specified that it was a milkshake that she, in fact, threw, because I thought it was a glass of milk, I was like, "Oh my god, that is so disgusting! It's got to be so sticky, and like, can you imagine it being in like your eyelashes? Oh, fucking horrible! All over his clothes—it's so gross." Do we think that Usman really wants kids, though? Or is he just like, is this just a funny troll to him? Because I think how is both. he going to take care of 10 kids?
1: I think both. Look, I, he doesn't love Let's Let's take a step back and remember that this is complete bullshit. He doesn't love her. It's extremely clear. What he's doing is, A, providing entertainment for us. Thank you. And B... Stringing her along just enough to have a sort of semi believable season of happily ever after. He <laughs> he, he basically has planned like this was his plan. How can I get Kimberly to come here so that we can film but not actually be in a real relationship and ensure its massive destruction on the final episode? Second wife.
0: Tall order. Tall order, I'm telling you.
1: Playing her like a goddamn fiddle.
0: <laughs> Kyle. I don't get any respect. Kinley,
1: I don't get any respect. I'm supposed to be okay with this.
0: You think you she 5, likes acting that way? You think she likes <laughs> acting that way? He made her do it. <laughs> he made her do it. That is like a Lifetime movie movie. Oh no, my it, god. I it sounds
1: like a 70s dad special. getting the belt. Yeah.
0: No, that's me, you sorry, made that's me what do I was trying
1: to Right.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, uh after school special about like abuse, you know what I mean? It's fucking I mean
1: I'm, it's fucking triggering, I think for a lot of people to hear someone talk like it, this. It's awful. Well, <laughs>
0: this is a long cuz I listened to what you and Maddie talked about last last uh week and this is Maybe too dark and I don't want to go too deep into this, trying to keep it fun. But I wonder if this is a line that she has heard herself for so many times. I I don't know. You know, we don't know. She has made about it. Her I, I
1: think she hasn't said it directly. I could be wrong, but she seems to imply that she has had a really awful relationships in the past that may have been that may have been abusive.
0: Yeah, so that, that really sucks. I mean, it, I'm not excusing her from, from this behavior, but um, just looking for the source, you know. Um, okay, what else? They go into the car. They take this fight into the car. She's talking about disrespect. Um, it drags on. I'm so tired. And then we get to the hotel and... I'm just so confused about what does Kimberly think that he did that was so bad? Is it just like the trolling about like the second, third, and fourth wife?
1: I think in her head, the thing that she's clinging to is that she feels like he lied to her about this whole uh, love proportion that's going to be doled <laughs> out like a fucking uh, <laughs> quarterly budget at the end of the, at the end of the year, they're going to get a spreadsheet. They're going to do some Excel formulas, and then they're going to determine the amount of love that will be distributed amongst the various wives. She of course expected 100% of that love. Cause that makes sense. Uh, that's, that's completely normal that it, it also says something about Kimberly that she really believes that Usman can just turn off love like it's a spigot and he yeah and he he he's he's such a sociopath that he can completely cut out uh feel any feelings that he has for the mother of his children. That makes sense. That's realistic.
0: It's <laughs> it's, it's so absurd. They start <laughs> They start screaming about if Kimberly if Kimberly needs to see the second wife, like just with her eyes, like get a vision of her in real life. And she keeps screaming about it's not my culture. It's not my culture. And then Usman gets mad and screams back. We had sex. That's not my culture. But I did it for you because you wouldn't shut up about it. And, you know, he's like, I'm doing everything. She's. Kimberly thinks that she's doing everything to adapt to his culture, but I'm not sure anything that she's done to adapt to his culture. What has she done?
1: I got you a PS5, Osman. Uh I I I did enjoy that we got another just random percentage thrown out. That you know, we, I, I always love the random percentages that are on this show <laughs> 55% attracted. And in this case, Usman said that he's he's a I, what was the context? It sounded like he was trying to say, I'm doing 70% of the cultural adaptation versus your 30%. Yes. Is that what he was trying to say? Yes. That was that's fucking that's hilarious. Those
0: lines. Yeah, <laughs> how is he could? <sighs> This is the sad thing, though. Like, you can tell, like, Usman is for sure... I don't know if he's using her just to be on the show or if he really does think he'll get a green card out of Kimberly. Um, That might be his goal. I don't know what his ultimate goal is. It's so clear he is... He looks like he wants to be rid of this woman so badly. But when he's sitting in that hotel room, he tells her, he's like, please go home. This is just not worth it. Like, I can't... He looks so exhausted. He can't do it anymore. He's completely spent. But then... He remembers his he goal. Remembers Whatever his, that goal yeah. is, yes, runs after her. Oh shit! I got to make it right. Ugh.
1: H E A season eight. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we already Just had season remember. eight. It would be season ten. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Season season, season nineteen of H E A, baby. Day. I wrote it on my vision board. <laughs> I got to go chase her down.
0: <sighs> Any final thoughts, Kyle?
1: I'm still enjoying the season more than I thought I would. But the yeah, this episode definitely was on the bottom so far. Uh, I'm enjoying Libby and Andre more than I thought I would. Jenny and Summit are still ridiculous and funny. There's been some hilarious Usman trolling. But uh, yeah, Balal and Shida definitely not doing it for I think anyone still. So, um, <laughs> pretty much no yeah. one, I think, is happy that they're back on the show. But overall, it's still it's still not bad for H E A. This was the weakest episode by far for me so far.
0: Ah, I disagree. So I agree about Bilal and Shida. I don't even think Bilal and Shida are happy to be back. <laughs> Bilal no. seems miserable. He does not want to do this show. Definitely, Shida was the driver there. Um, I love. I thought I laughed so. Hard this episode at Libby all of the Usman good. stuff and the yeah. singing exercises. I thought it was hysterical, and I really enjoyed looking up pictures of Rishikesh <laughs> and figuring out where Jenny and Summit <laughs> were going. And I'm now obsessed with like a new part of the world that I didn't know about. So I enjoyed all of that. But I it's agree. One of the reasons I mean, the- that
1: the show can can be good sometimes.
0: I know. And, you know, I still like I try to fast forward, but I'm still catching those little glimpses of like Angela and Ed and geez, they're awful people. (laughs) They're just horrible.
1: Everything that I know about the Angela storyline seems to suggest that our prediction and the reason why we don't cover her is continuing to be bore out. It's the same fucking shit. It's the exact same stuff. Exactly. Oh, and yeah. How could, is, she, how could she? How could trust- she? She's an abusive hypocrite. And it's Angela and just screaming at my cow. Well, every every accusation is actually a confession. And she's just a terrible person. The end.
0: Yeah, it's more Angela screaming at my cow for you know, flirting with women on social media when that's exactly what she is fucking doing. It's part of the storyline, and it's just this hypocrisy. I can't. I don't find it enjoyable, and I can't get past it. Yeah, it's awful. So, on that note, thanks for listening. This was fun.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, we will be back next week, and. Thanks That's for it. listening. I think. Yeah, <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.